Welcome to Golden Gems with Dave Shaw and Bill Hansen. We review each week the career and personal life of one of the great unforgettable artists of the golden days of radio. So please join us on a trip down memory lane as we take a look at today's artist. Then go to our website, www.goldengems.net, where we also look at more of their career and play some of their most unforgettable great hits, which we are unable to share on the podcast. We invite you to join us there also. But for now, sit back and relax as we talk about the life of today's unforgettable artist of the golden days of radio. Welcome back to Golden Gems. With the interest we received from our Rodgers and Hammerstein uh, musical Broadway plays a few weeks ago, we decided that every so often we would present another uh, Broadway musical. And today we're going to feature My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady is a musical based on George Bernard Shaw's 1913 play Pygmalion with a book and lyrics by Alan J. Lerner and music by Frederick Lowe. The story concerns Eliza Doolittle, a cockney flower girl who takes speech lessons from Professor Henry Higgins, a Phoenician, so that she might pass as a lady. Despite his cynical nature and difficulty understanding women, Higgins grows attached to her. The musical's 1956 Broadway production was a notable, critical, and popular success, winning six Tony Awards, including Best Musical. It set a record for the longest run of any musical on Broadway up to that time, and was followed by a hit London production. Rex Harrison and Julie Andrews starred in both productions, Many revivals have followed, and the 1964 film version won the Academy Award for the Best Musical. That musical's 1956 Broadway production was a notable, critical, and popular success. In Edwardian London, Eliza Doolittle is a flower girl with a thick Cockney accent. The noted phonetician, Professor Henry Higgins, encounters Eliza at Convent Garden and laments the vulgarity of her dialect. Why can't the English? Higgins also meets Colonel Pickering, another linguist, and invites him to stay as his house guest. Eliza and her friends wonder what it would be like to live a comfortable life. Wouldn't it be loverly? Eliza's father, Alfred P. Doolittle, stops by the next morning searching for money for a drink, with a little bit of luck. Soon after... Eliza comes to Higgins' house, seeking elocution lessons so that she can get a job as an assistant in a florist shop. Higgins wagers Pickering that within six months, by teaching Eliza to speak properly, he will enable her to pass for a proper lady. Eliza becomes part of Higgins' household, though Higgins sees himself as a kind-hearted man who merely cannot get along with women. I'm an ordinary man. To others, he appears self-absorbed and misogynistic. Eliza endures Higgins' tyrannical speech tutoring. Frustrated, she dreams of different ways to kill him. Just you wait. 
Higgins' servants lament the stressful atmosphere. The servants chorus. Well, just as Higgins is about to give up on her, Eliza suddenly recites one of her diction exercises in perfect upper-class style, the rain in Spain. Though Mrs. Pierce, the housekeeper, insists that Elijah go to bed, she declares she's too excited to sleep, has found in I could have danced all night. For her first public tryout, Higgins takes Eliza to his mother's box at the Ascot Racecourse. Though Eliza shocks everyone when she forgets herself while watching a race and reverts to foul language, she does capture the heart of Freddie Eisenford Hill. Freddie calls on Eliza that evening, and he declares that he will wait for her in the streets outside Higgins' home, sung in On the Street Where You Live. Eliza's final test requires her to pass as a lady at the embassy ball. After more weeks of preparation, she's ready. All the ladies and gentlemen at the ball admire her, and the Queen of Transylvania invites her to dance with the prince. A Hungarian Phoenician, Zolan Karpathy, attempts to discover Eliza's origin. Higgins allows Karpathy to dance with Eliza. Act 2. The ball is a success. Karpathy has declared Eliza to be a Hungarian princess. Pickering and Higgins revel in their triumph. You did it. Failing to pay attention to Eliza. Eliza is insulted at receiving no credit for her success, packing up and leaving the Higgins house. As she leaves, she finds Freddie, who begins to tell her how much he loves her, but she tells him that she has heard enough words. If he really loves her, he would show it. Show me. Eliza and Freddie return to Convent Garden, but she finds she no longer feels at home there. Her father is there as well, and he tells her that he has received a surprise bequest from an American millionaire, which has raised him to middle-class respectability, and now must marry his lover. Doolittle and his friends have one last spree before the wedding. Get me to the church on time. Higgins awakes the next morning. He finds himself out of sorts without Eliza. He wonders why she left after the triumph at the ball, and concludes that men, especially himself, are far superior to women. A hymn to him. Pickering notices the professor's lack of consideration, and also leaves the Higgins' house. Higgins despondently visits his mother's house, where he finds Eliza. Eliza declares she no longer needs Higgins, without you. As Higgins walks home, he realizes he's grown attached to Eliza, I've grown accustomed to her face. At home, he sentimentally reviews the recording he made the day Eliza first came to him for lessons, hearing his own harsh words. Eliza suddenly appears in his home. In suppressed joy at the reunion, Professor Higgins scoffs and asks, Eliza, where the devil are my slippers? Well, they found his slippers as well as the formula for an incredible musical production. Thanks for being with us today as we reviewed one of the great productions from the golden days of radio, My Fair Lady.
Thanks for being with us today. We hope you're having as much enjoyment as we are, reliving some of the unforgettable memories of the golden days of radio. To learn more about the career of today's artists and listen to several of their greatest hits, we invite you to go to our website, www.goldengems.net. May we also encourage you to tell your friends about the show. We'd love to have them join us in these little trips down memory lane. And as always, we invite your feedback or comments on goldengemsradio at gmail.com. So until next episode, this is Dave and Bill heading back into the archives to dust off some more unforgettable memories to share with you on Golden Gems. 